You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the podcast focusing on the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. For anyone that's new here, thanks for joining us. And for anyone coming back, thanks for still listening. So I got to admit, I have been slacking on the life updates, but that's just because my dating life has been in flux with all the traveling I've been doing. Um, But I'm finally back in LA for a while, so we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Um, This past weekend, though, I was back in Las Vegas for the Electric Daisy Carnival, which was super fun. And the strip did seem back to normal compared to when I was back there in April, um, which was briefly discussed in our Las Vegas dating episode. So it seems as though the world is healing as much as it can be right now. But um, I did check out Bumble and, uh, you know, all the guys messaging on there were on par with what I was used to in my old Las Vegas days. Um, So no stories to share, though, I will um, say that. But I did feel weird being in Vegas after interviewing my friends Holly and Jill in that episode and like, I feel like I was getting in my head with knowing uh, what the locals go through, but nonetheless, still had a total blast um, at EDC. But yeah, we'll see how dating in LA for me goes the next few weeks. Um, But diving into the podcast episode. So last week we had guest Amy on talking about living and dating in Houston. Um, and she shared her experience moving there from Ohio and how it was really interesting experience there because there are a lot of transplants um, just, you know, with oil and gas and NASA and it's very diverse city, um, but also conservative. So she explored that. So if you haven't listened to the Houston episode, definitely check that out. Um, but this week, I'm super excited because I have fellow podcaster and friend Jack Moody on talking about living and dating in New York City. We talk about a ton of topics this week. I'm really excited that he's on. He's absolutely hysterical. So if you haven't checked out his podcast yet, please, please do so. Um, but yes, we can dive right into it. And this week, I have my friend Jack Moody here from the Neighbors Upstairs podcast. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good. How are you, Ashley? I'm good. It is early on a Sunday for me, but um, I'm here excited to talk to you about how it's been dating for you in New York. I know that you're pretty much spent your whole life there. Yeah, I pretty much have spent my entirety of existence in New York. And I don't know if that's fortunately or unfortunately. I wish I've traveled more within the States. I feel like you've done a lot of that. Yeah, I've I've been I'm kind of a nomad. I like grew up on the East Coast, lived in Canada, but now I'm out in LA. So I have a little taste of everything, I guess, at this point. I'm I'm curious about your Canadian dating experience and Canadian dating life. You know, that must have been really different. I don't have too much of that because I lived there when I was in elementary school. So I had like my little first grade crush, but um, that's probably not too far off from what you would have here. But I did go to Toronto as an adult, but I somehow only hit it off with people from uh, Ireland that were there. So I don't know if that counts. Irish people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or in Canada. You yes. hit it off with them. Yes. Like versus Canadian people or just like, like also, like I also hit it off with, uh, with Irish people in Canada. I guess like versus, but at the time I was on this big like European kick because I had just come back from abroad. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Sort of. 
Yeah. Well, then I went to Montreal once too. And that's very like, that's like the only, or Quebec is the only really like French centric area of Canada. And the same thing there, I only was like with French people from France. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if I have any like Canadian adult dating experiences quite yet. I mean, I'm always just fascinated because you know, the stereotype with Canadians are always polite and everything. Like do Canadians just not get into uh, fights when they're in a couple? You know what I mean? Like, is it just passive passive aggressiveness the entire time while they're together? Or like, I really didn't like that you did that, but it's okay. And it's like, you know, what 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 do you do with that? You know, where does that aggression go? I guess in the bedroom, you you'd assume, but I don't know. I don't I don't know. What that's like Yeah, I don't know. I guess thinking of like my relatives, I don't remember like a ton of fights growing up, which maybe I don't know, maybe they just have a healthy relationship. I guess those do exist some places maybe in canada there's more not here (laughs) definitely not here yeah yeah let's talk about that i know um i know you've been dating a lot recently so how how is new york i know like i've been to new york um a couple times like back when i was living out in philly and even growing up in connecticut i imagine it's kind of similar to la a little bit maybe but like as I've only really gotten a female perspective, so I'm curious to hear like how it's been, like how it, how it is like dating for you out there. You know, I got to say, um, when we spoke last on the phone, I thought it was pretty much uh, how I said it was. Like, you know, women in New York, they don't want to waste their time. They want they want to be, I guess, asked out pretty much immediately. I mean, not immediately, where it's like, hey, what's up? When we're gonna see each other? No, it's like, hey what what how are you doing cool that's awesome i'm doing well too and oh you did that i did this okay when are we going to see each other you know what i mean let's not waste our time let's let's get past the, the, the pleasantries um but i have experienced where women are more kind of taking their time especially now that you know you have hinge and you have all these dating apps they're taking their time and trying to figure out who the dude is and i totally I get that. You want to weed out the douchebags. So I'm experiencing kind of more of that lately, but from women who are really highly educated versus women who perhaps, I don't know, aren't as educated. Like I'm seeing women who um, have like a, you know, a master's or, you know, like a second or third degree, way more careful with who they actually decide to go out with than women who have maybe perhaps just like a degree or something. Really? So I think that, yeah, I think levels of education also plays a part, maybe like throughout the States, but definitely in New York. And are you, is this like through dating apps you're finding these people still and you're, or like, like meeting them out in the wild? Like, how are you finding out about like their education status? Is that coming up even in conversation? Because I certainly don't have those conversations. I think it's definitely dating apps. Um, I don't think you're talking about education status in the wild. That'd be kind of weird. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Masters? Bachelors? Like, <laughs> that's weird. Um, I'd be completely turned off. In fact, I know I'd be turned off. If a girl asked me, like the moment we met, hey, by the way, are, you, are we dealing with like a, like a post-batch degree? Like, what, what are we doing? I'd be like, oh, oh no, uh, you're a degree digger. No, I'm done. I'm not doing that. <laughs> A degree digger. Is that a term they use? I literally just made that up right now. That's going to be used forever. By the way, that should be a t-shirt. Yeah. So I, I'm experiencing that more 
online. And I kind of get it. They say opposites attract. I think that's bullshit. You maybe do want to actually end up with someone that is similar to you. Less things to clash about down the line. So I get why women are making sure that they're compatibly maybe uh, mentally <laughs> with the guy they're talking to. But it it is a little bit frustrating when that's the primary focus early on in the conversation. So are they, so just to confirm, they're like flat out asking you this question. They're not, because I know sometimes you can select like on your profile, like the level of um, education you have, but they're like actually asking you. And then if you're maybe not meeting their standards, are you getting like unmatched? So it's weird. Like on Hinge, you usually can share that information, what level of education you have. And I do. Yeah. You know, I've got a, got a master's. <laughs> like a, it's not, it's a, it's whatever. But yeah, like they would try to confirm it because people do lie. They'd be like, oh, so um, doing what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'll be like, oh, well, this is what I do. They're like, oh, okay. That's, I don't know what that is. I'm like, no, that's, that's fine. I'm like, okay. And it's like, I don't know what to do with that information. You didn't say lawyer. You didn't say doctor. That's a little bit off from what I'm used to when I hear a master's. And I'm not going to get into what I do. I don't want to give too much away from my life. but. Yeah, like you've got you've got that kind of conversation happening and you have to be able to kind of move on, move that conversation quickly or else it's pretty much over. You need to be able to flow from one thing to the next or else to dead end. Yeah, I've never had someone in my entire life ask me about my education status, even out here, which it's LA is a pretty social climbing place, I feel. It's more about like what you do. And like, how can you help me in like your work industry than like what your education level is? So, well, I think that's what it is, though. I don't think that it's primarily like education. That's that's the end all be all. I think it's really education. And then, okay, what do you do? What did you do with that education? Like I had I had a couple of girls that asked me, oh, that's what that's what you went to school for. I'd be like, yeah, like, do you do what you actually went to school for? And I'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, really? You know what I mean? Really? You you do? That's really attractive. Because um, some guys don't. You know what I mean? Like, I, one girl was explaining to me how she went out with a guy that was a art history major, but he like fucking sells insurance or something. And she's like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. He didn't go after his dreams and shit. And I was like, I kind of get that. I kind of, you know what? I kind of do get that. I also don't understand why you chose art history. For the love of God, what are, you, what are we doing here, guys? $100,000 in debt, art history, selling insurance. God. So, like, I get that. I do. I guess, but, like, I went to a liberal arts school, and my major was American studies, and now I work in, like, digital marketing. <laughs> that's great. You don't think that's a little bit funny? That's funny. It's funny, but also, like, it was a liberal arts school. Like, I only had so many options to choose from. Like, what am I supposed to do with anything that I got a degree in there? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, but, look, kudos to you for figuring it out, right? Yeah. But some people don't. Some people, they, they just never really do. And they bounce from career to career. And I guess I understand why a girl would be like, well, that's, that's kind of weird that you couldn't find you know, that thing that you do related to what you went to school for. Because like your decision-making ability, it, it could use a little work. And I don't know if I want a man in my life that has poor decision-making 
skills. So that's where they're connecting the dots are things like that. That's what I think, but I don't know. That's what I think. <laughs> I could be completely you know, wrong. These are my observations. But yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. That just seems like a lot. Okay. I'll give you, I'll, let's like, I, like, I look at it from like a prehistorical kind of perspective or, you know, like uh, you have, you have your hunters, you have your gatherers. I don't even know if prehistoric is the right word, but you have your hunters, you have your gatherers, right? You have, you have the dudes that go out and hunt, right? And the female back in the day was like, I need a dude that can provide me some meat, right? Uh, yep. Pun unintended, by the way, guys, pun unintended. So I need a guy that can provide me some meat. And she would be a little bit worried if a guy came back with like a fucking ferret versus like, I don't know, what, what do they eat back, back in the day? Buffalo or some shit? She'd be yeah. like, what, what's this ferret bullshit? What the fuck was, you went, your uncle trade, you know, he trained you to hunt buffalo. You're, what is this ferret crap? I don't, what am I supposed to do with that? Right? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have no friends. They didn't help me, you know, hunt that buffalo. Well, then, like, I don't think I want to be with you because you're a ferret killer, not a buffalo provider. Ferrets are cute, she says. And you killed cuteness. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes <laughs> I guess that makes sense. It's just like, yeah, it just seems like um, I don't know. I guess I'm just like, I guess I'm comparing it out to L.A. where they're just they're just more so it sounds like to your point like they more so are asking questions because they care about maybe a salary at the end goal and like decision making whereas out here they're doing it because they care about the type of industry and again it's more of like how can you help me help you based on the industry you're working in wait how can you help me help you what does that mean it's like kind of like they care about like what type of industry like you work in based on if you can help them in the industry. Oh, okay. So how can you help me help me? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that, I was just a little confused to help me help you part. Like, wait, what? No. I need you to help me, dude. And then maybe if I'm good, I'll help you. Maybe. Maybe not. Probably not. Well, sometimes it is the opposite too, because sometimes the guys, because they, it is very flashy out here, they want to do things like for you as well. That's manipulative though. It is. You're right. Exactly. That's toxic as fuck. Hey, uh, you want to be an actress, right? Uh, Blowjob. <laughs> oh, no. Well, there are other girls around this application that don't mind. No, fuck that. That's, that's ridiculous. That's what it reminds me of. It's quid, it's quid pro quo. Right. So that's why I'm like, it's just interesting because, yeah, it's more about like the industry that you're in. Like I've literally had pe people that I've met be like, oh, that's what you do? Oh, okay like done talking to you you know whereas like out there it's it seems like more of like um like calculated and kind of like that flow of decision making like you said to get to that end point versus like if it was like out here they'd be like oh do you work in finance do you work in this do you work in that and like that's what they care about versus like everything that you're saying have you ever been propositioned by someone just like in situations like with dating where like I've been offered things that I just didn't, I thought were like a gesture just from like being with people from the East coast, like as friends, like, Oh, here's tickets. Like, let me do this. Like, Oh, I got you these. Like, Oh, I got this for you. And me thinking it was just a gesture and not realizing that they were connecting the dots that if I accepted, it was meaning that they were getting something in return. Okay. I, I kind of want to dissect this a little bit. So like, would they offer you or give you things like on a first date, a second date, third date immediately before the first date? Like when are, when is that transaction happening in their minds 
during the duration of knowing Ashley? Um, sometimes it's not even a date. It's like, oh, I met you and we exchanged numbers and now I'm offering this. And if you accept, it means this. That's crazy. That's sad. That's really sad. That's it's seen so transactional. It is exactly. So that's why it's interesting that I thought New York was maybe similar, but it sounds like for from a with girls, it's not. Well, I mean, for me, it's not. I'm definitely not. I am not offering shit. Uh, I, <laughs> you know what? That's probably terrible on my part. I didn't know I need to do that. Like, hey, by the way, you want some golden necklace? No. Yeah, I don't do that. No, don't do don't do. I know that, I'm please. not going to. I can't afford to. I'd be poor. Uh, I'm already poor. What the fuck? Uh, no, but seriously, that's so weird. I don't do it. I don't think I have guy friends that do it too. And I don't think girls are. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe girls are waiting for that. <laughs> maybe girls are in New York City are are waiting for uh, uh, men to start offering shit. But then again, look, I'm also looking at my socioeconomic level in New York City. I'm not rich. That's I'm not living in a fucking penthouse. You know what I mean? So I think girls, when they probably meet me, they already have their expectations as to what they're probably going to get from me. I'm just like an average dude here. But if they're dating a dude that comes in a Bugatti and they know that he lives like in the, in the penthouse suite of uh, you know the Highline or something, that's probably what the, what the offer is. It's not the guy offering anything flat out. It's just the guy offering what he is already. And that is appeasing. You know what I mean? But that, yeah. I've, I've never experienced that. I've never had it where a girl's like, oh, you have a two bedroom and a nice kitchen? Oh my God, okay. <laughs> and the bathroom, you've got the nice shower head? Okay, okay, well, I see what I'm working with. I don't have that. Yeah. That'd be weird, actually. <laughs> I, that makes sense actually for New York because I feel like people, like people, I mean, they grind in both places, but I feel like in New York, there's just more of that, like um, that lifestyle with like, it's really hard to find a nice apartment. Like you're all kind of like living in a box type of thing. And I feel like there's less of that culture of like the big mansion parties and the hills and the pools and like things like that. So I feel like it's more accepted maybe out there just to guess of like, there's not that expectation. Not where I live. Yeah. Like where I live. No, I, I live in a residential area, like buildings. I, I don't live where there are like houses and there's, you know, pool parties and shit. And, uh, you know, like, None of that gossip girl crap. XOXO, you know, I don't, that's all I know from that show. Um, but yeah, I don't think we have that as far as, again, my level of, you know, my socioeconomic level. I wouldn't know, but there might be like a whole world that I don't know about. You know, the fucking great Gatsby world with Leonardo DiCaprio with that meme with him, you know, giving you the little clink with the, with the drink in his hand. Maybe that does exist. Not for me, though. <laughs> for me, it's all about uh, the apps and, you know, it's very difficult actually meeting ladies outside because, well, COVID is still a thing. And also you have like, uh, you know, you have like an extra barrier now and that barrier, like on top of being like a, a cool dude who isn't creepy, who is, you know, approachable, now you also have to be vaccinated and you also have to be the, the right uh, political party right in new york city like any of these states like these extreme states where it's like super republican or super democrat you have to be the right political party and you have to be vaccinated or perhaps not vaccinated depending on what state you live in like in new york city you got to be vaccinated and you got to be a liberal 
And you also have to be approachable and not a creep. And also at least like a seven out of a 10. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean. Well, seven is relative to any, you know, a seven to one person could be a, a two or a t 12 to someone else. Well, I consider myself like a five. So like, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a good, decent five, I think. I'm a, I'm a hard <laughs> five. I'm okay with that. But I'm also not a creep. And I think that bumps, bumps me up a little bit to like a 5.1, you know. Personality counts. Personality plays into the number. <laughs> you got the little increments and they all add up, right? You got, you know, like a 5.5, .5, I think, maybe. <laughs> so how, how has dating in COVID been? Because I know, I mean, New York was obviously hit really hard. And then so to your point, I know things have been like changing a lot with a lot of the restrictions out there. So for, for you personally, how has that been with like trying to navigate all those restrictions and dating virtually? vaccination rules? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm not vaccinated. I was sick with COVID uh, back in December 2020. And um, I still have my antibodies and I get checked for COVID every single week, not because my job requires me to do so because I work from home, but because I want to, you know, feel safe. And I want everyone around me to feel safe. Because you do still have breakthrough COVID. When you do get vaccinated, you can still get you can still have COVID right? You can still carry it. You can still pass it on to other people. So I, I try to go the extra mile and get myself tested. Here's the thing. I think that the whole being vaccinated thing has become so cult-like now, where if you aren't vaccinated, you're not seen as a human being anymore. You're kind of seen like someone who's like homeless, who, you know, is the, like deformed, you know, like, oh my God, get away from me. Don't touch me. That's what it kind of feels like in New York City. You'll have people who are kind of more moderate where they're, they're like, you know what? No, you, he gets tested. Cool. I luckily haven't had an experience where a girl has basically told me, sorry, I don't want to go out with you because you're not vaccinated. I've had friends, though, friends who are girls who have been rejected from men when they told them that they weren't vaccinated. But they still had the antibodies and all that, like same thing that I do, get tested. So it's weird. It's a really weird time right now for people who are vaccinated and people who are not vaccinated. Like the rules of engagement have just completely changed. They've never been so clear, but now they're way more fuzzier than ever. You know, because there's like this perception, you're vaccinated, you're completely safe. You're never going to give me COVID. There's, there's not a chance. It's just not going to happen. So like there's that safety that that people are perceiving. And um, I think there's more to that conversation that isn't being had, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense because like I've definitely know people that have gotten the vaccine and have had breakthrough cases as well at like events where there have been people there that have been unvaccinated, but to your point, maybe weren't getting tested and don't have antibodies and we're still going to events like indoors without masks on. So it's hard because I, I hear you to an extent like if, if you like I have friends that can't get the vaccine right now because of like medical conditions. So like, what about those people? Um, you know, there's no guidelines for them. But then there are at the other end of the spectrum, people that aren't being responsible and are kind of ruining it for everyone. So then it's hard to your point. It makes a lot of things are blurred because I feel like those people are getting looped into like an extreme of like why, you know, people that maybe are being responsible and like can't get a vaccine right now 
Yeah, and let's define that construct of what irresponsible means. Like, what is irresponsible? To me, irresponsible means that uh, you probably never got yourself tested, so you have no idea where you are at. Uh, you don't have antibodies, and you refuse to get vaccinated. You're just a walking, bumbling moron. You know what I mean? Like, yep. You're just you don't care about the well-being of others. You don't know what you're what you have and what you're spreading. I think that's what irresponsible means. I think that. You are responsible if you get vaccinated, for sure, because you are trying to protect yourself and you're trying to protect others around you. It's not just for you. I think you're also responsible if you've had COVID, you have the antibodies, which, by the way, they have, they have basically said, you know, I think uh, labs in Israel or whatever, find that research where it says that natural immunity is 13 times more effective than having the vaccine itself. So if you have the antibodies and you get yourself tested every week, I think you are responsible. But if you're not doing any of that shit, you're not getting vaccinated, you haven't you haven't had COVID, you don't have the antibodies, and you don't get yourself tested weekly, I think you're a fucking idiot. And you probably then I get it where it's like, oh you social pariah, you know, deformed, you know, they shouldn't be in society because they're not complying. They're, they don't care about the society that they're living in. Yeah. And again, I think it's hard because those people almost ruin it to for everyone that maybe is unvaccinated and is getting tested because people automatically hear unvaccinated and think of that person and they just tune everything out, which I'm not saying that's right, but that's what you think when you hear unvaccinated. I have a question for you. Do you think people who are vaccinated should still get tested for COVID? I think that's also a loaded question because yeah, you can have breakthrough cases and COVID, what's hard with COVID is you can have it with no symptoms. Right. That's, that's why it's so dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the whole problem with this entire pandemic, but pretty much one could argue. So I know that for me, I'm vaccinated. And the only times that I've been like, if, if I have symptoms, like I got, I got the flu earlier this year, I got tested, obviously, because I had the symptoms. The only other time I considered getting tested where I was potentially asymptomatic is when I was like going to a wedding where like my parents were going to be at and they were coming in from Canada because they're older. Like obviously there's rules with the border about like getting tested to get in and out. And I didn't want to put them at risk because I'm like still seeing friends and things like that. So that's like the only time where um, like I was thinking about doing like the extra testing, but otherwise it just like, it comes to a point of like, when is it too much? Especially because one, free testing is not going to be forever. Like, in, yeah. you know, com insurance companies have a bottom and any company has a bottom line. It's still an industry. So eventually these free testing, it, people are going to have to start paying out of pocket or with insurance for it. And but it's like any medicine or any vaccine, like there's always a risk with it. So as, with it, I think there's a less of a risk, but there's always going to be a chance. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so you're right. It is a loaded question. It's it's a hard question to ask. Just because like you again, the assumption is you get the you get the vaccine and you don't need to get tested anymore. I mean, you're you're protected to to an extent where even if you get COVID, it's not going to be that crazy. It's just going to be a sniffle here or, or you know, here or two like comes a little bit of coughing, but not that big of a deal. But like there are stories and I don't want to get too dark here, but like so I'm in, I do I uh I play in fantasy football. I'm in the league, and there are some voices in the community that you would listen to for some advice. Now, why do I mention that? 
I mentioned it because there is this guy who is known in the community and he's from the Fancy Pros uh, website. They're like pretty known for giving fantasy, po- uh, fantasy advice. And this guy who was vaccinated recently died from COVID. And that to me, I feel, you know, was crazy to hear because I don't know all the details. I don't know if he got tested, you know what I mean, like monthly or whatever, to perhaps circumvent how serious it got. And that's really why I asked that question, like should people who are vaccinated maybe still get tested monthly maybe just for themselves, not even like for anybody else, just for themselves because we don't know everything. And I do want my friends who are vaccinated to be safe always because I love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, again, like there's always a risk and like with Delta now too, like that's a whole nother thing that that first vaccine didn't take into account. And that's why there's conversations around this potential booster. And I know even that's like a whole thing about, is that just for Pfizer? Like, is it needed for the other ones? So, and that's, and that's part of the problem too, with people unvaccinated, not getting the vaccine is that's how it's mutating. It's mutating off of people like that aren't it's pretty staying wild. protected. It's so pretty that's wild, yeah. right. So, and so that's a whole nother thing. Um, but, and that's, and even like with me and myself, like I, like with Delta, like, again, I'm vaccinated, but like, I still wear my mask, like pretty regularly. Like I don't, I haven't been dating for a slew of reasons, but like, I, if someone is unvaccinated, like if I don't know them and I can't trust to your point that like they're being safe and like who they're surrounding themselves with, like, I probably wouldn't go out with them either, honestly, you know? Yeah. So you know what I do? So like, I have friends who are actually against, against the whole you know, vaccine passport thing where you show that you've been vaccinated. I'm not really against that. You know, like I like the transparency. I like that, you know, you know who you're dealing with and who you're with. I think that's great. But I also think that if you're unvaccinated, you then have a record of negative tests. You know what I mean? If like negative COVID COVID tests. tests. Yeah. So like when I actually go on a date, I'll tell a girl straight up if she asks me like, oh, vaccine, I'll be like, no, but I actually got tested like yes, like yesterday and I don't have, you know, it's negative and I can actually show you that shit just because I want you to feel safe. And I think that also goes a really long way. Again, so like if you're not going to get vaccinated, like fucking take care of getting yourself tested often to make sure the other the other person that you're on a date with doesn't feel like you're being an irresponsible douchebag. I would feel better with that if it was, they had gotten tested literally the day before, but also want to know like what, like what the hesitancy is. So like, if I can ask you, like, I know you have the antibodies, but like what's holding you back from also just getting that extra protection. Well, well, that's it. Like, um, it's because I do have, like my body's doing its job. I had COVID in December. I haven't had any symptoms. Thank God. Since then I still have my antibodies and I get tested weekly. I feel like I'm pretty good. And I wear my mask everywhere. You know what I mean? Like I'm being pretty careful. I'm not being, I guess, reckless. So I guess because of that, I'm not doing it yet. But that's not the full story. The full story here is that there's uh, another vaccine that's going to be coming out soon called the Novavax. And I just like the way they've built their company and the vaccine itself. That's really what I'm holding out on getting, you know, hopefully next year. I think they're going to be releasing it in January. Like that's the the whisper and the rumor. But I feel like LeBron James right now, when he had to make his decision 
Like, I'm not staying in Cleveland. I'm going to Miami. That's what it feels like. I'm going to be taking my my natural immunity and uh, replacing it with Novavax immunity <laughs> come January. And that's like, that's really a part of it. You know, I want to make the right decision for myself. I don't want to just put anything in my body. Just like any any girl wouldn't want to put a random random dude, you know, in her. You got to be picky with who you, with who and, and what you put in your body. That shit could be bad for you. It's it's hard. It's hard right now um, because everyone wants to do what's best for everyone. Everyone wants this to be over. And I think there's a lot of anger everywhere just because we all want this to be done and it keeps mutating. And they're like, oh, there are vaccines available. But then I know t- I've heard the same argument that you just said from other friends that I have. Um, but then it's hard when those people feel ostracized with that vaccine passport that's not accounting for the medical conditions or anybody's or covid tests um so people feel forced into things so there's arguments on both sides and it's really difficult and that definitely adds into the dating piece too when you can't go inside somewhere and like winter's going to be coming winter's coming uh, like winter's yes yeah, uh so. fucking game of thrones in that last season gave us but but go on yeah but yeah so um yeah and, and all of that's going to play into it too so it's it's just difficult all around right now it's a it's a weird time it's a weird time and i think it's going to be a weird time for like the next three years i think i think all this will kind of calm down by like 2025 and uh, it, it's <laughs> oh, scary don't. so far i'm gonna be like in my mid-30s at that point <laughs> no me too no that, i was about i was just about to say like that's depressing to even think about like i i don't i don't want to still be single by that time like that'll be that's depressing to even think about not because like I feel like I need someone to complete me. Like no, bitch. Like I, I can complete myself. But like it's it's nice having people around that you can actually hang out with and you know uh, adore a dog with and you know prank your kids with. I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think that the norm, you know, quote unquote, the norm of what we're used to pre twenty nineteen pre COVID, that's gonna come not now. That's gonna come in 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 like four years three and a half years, something like that. And whatever, it is what it is. We're, we're not the first generation of people who had to deal with crazy pandemics. Like, we're not. Nope, there was the flu, polio. I'm sure there's others that I'm not you thinking You had the of. Black Plague. Yep. Right, the Black Death, where, like, people just fucking died because there was, you know, you had... Uh, rats yeah you, you know what i mean it was like it was uh it was like the middle ages right that's what they call the black plague people just died i think like a third of the population on earth disappeared dude like it's crazy so uh thank thank you to modern medicine for really helping out and it's not gonna be the last pandemic we, that we're gonna deal with like there's gonna be other pandemics in the future it's going to happen that's just like mother nature trying to press refresh and and us being like, no, fuck off. Not yet. We're not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, know. I mean? I know. So with all of this too, I know that virtual dating plays into it as well. I know you mentioned you had some like awkward hinge phone calls recently. Yeah, dude, it was weird. It was like really weird. I had like, a, it's like a couple of weeks back. I believe it's like a couple of weeks back now. I was on a, a hinge call with a girl. and. Let me backtrack before that. So she liked me on Hinge and I matched with her. I was like, yeah, all right, I'm into this girl too. So that there's an indicate an indicator over there. She's she finds me attractive. That's initially what happens on Hinge, right? Or on any dating app. You like somebody, 
you're letting them know that I find you at least a little bit attractive. So cool. We're great there because I find her attractive too. And we had decent conversation. It wasn't like amazing, but we got to a point where we, where we were both comfortable enough to do the hinge video call, right? Which I'm not a huge fan of video calls unless I'm doing a podcast, but whatever. Cool. We do the video call and immediately something's off because she's not looking into the camera at all. She's on her computer and she's just doing shit. I don't know if she's working. I don't know if she's playing video games. I don't know what's happening. I feel completely confused, lost. I feel like, you know, a puppy that is the last puppy in a box that's waiting to be adopted and I'm not being adopted. Like, what's wrong with me? What's going on? I feel so insecure. I feel weird. And so I, I'm asking, like, what's going on, dude? Like, where, why aren't you, you know, being present? Why aren't you here with me right now, you know, in this conversation? And she just puts her finger up and she's like, I'll talk to you in five minutes. What? Just stay on the line. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Is Ashton Kutcher going to pop out of my goddamn laptop and destroy this thing that I just bought? And he's going to be like, hey, you punk bitch. Or is she just fucking around? Is she like a psych, a psych student doing like a test? To see like how long a guy will wait until they finally end the call themselves. I don't know. I've got all these things running through my mind, but I play along because I'm in, I'm intrigued because I'm thinking to myself, this will be a story to tell on on uh, Ashley's podcast uh, maybe someday. <laughs> and look, it's true. So five minutes passes and she finally starts talking to me. She's like, okay, let's start the clock now. And I and I just laugh because I can't take this girl seriously. And I'm just fucking going insane. I'm like, this is hilarious. I don't know what's happening right now. She's like, what? What? What's so funny? And like, she's so dry, right? Not only is she not funny, but she's also dry. Not only had, did she make me wait the five minutes and she had no attention towards me at all on the call, but she's dry. Like, that's the worst. Be, be funny about it, though. Let's put a little bit of humor in there. That wasn't there. So she just starts asking me questions. I felt like I was in a job interview. I even had like a button down because I just finished work. So I felt like I was just on a job interview interviewing for another job it was the weirdest thing ever and and after the conversation was over she's like okay five minutes are up i'll talk to you another time um maybe i'll talk to you tomorrow i was, I was like what do you do with, with that so i immediately deleted her because it was just the weirdest conversation and i don't want that shit in my life it's just weird and that's like a hinge experience i don't know if that's a, a normal hinge experience that people have doing these video calls or i'm just attracting weird fucking people which i'm weird too and i'm okay with that but that's like an extra level of awkward weird that i never want to experience again unless i'm married to the girl and we have accepted that level of weird of weirdness and that was not the case here it's just like if she had you on a time limit and was like leaving then clearly that wasn't the right time to be <laughs> making the call it was her idea oh okay so let me go back even more so i asked her if she wanted to hang out later that week or next week, whatever. She's like, oh, I have time tonight. Let's hang out tonight. And it was like at a park. And I was like, I, all right, sure, I'm down. I'll do, I'll be spontaneous. And then when that time came around, she messaged me. She's like, okay, let's not do the park. Let's do a video call instead. So this was all her. This was her steering the time, steering the day. This was her. Like she was, I don't know what the fuck she was doing. I don't know if I'm going to be in a study that I'm going to read someday in a, in a psychology magazine or some shit. It was just weird. So I'm going to ask you, Ashley, have you dealt with that kind of uh, hinge video call? I don't even know if you 
are on Hinge, but like, have you dealt with that? A video call where it's so fucking awkward, where you start questioning your existence and whether or not you're in a simulation. <laughs> I literally refuse to do video calls at all. I won't do them. Like if someone asks, I just stop responding because I like get so uncomfortable with it. I think it's so like, I'm already not that big of a dating app person, which I feel like I need to change just because of life right now and LA, like being LA. But I just get so uncomfortable with the idea of, let me call this person I like have talked to for like three messages and go on like FaceTime with them. I have nothing to say. Like, I don't know what you want to talk to me about. Like, it's awkward enough going on an actual date, but at least there I can have like alcohol to like chill me out, I guess. Like, I don't know. I just don't like the idea or concept of it. So I just have not done one. I respect that. You're out. You're like, no, sorry. So like, that's weird. So a guy would ask you to do a video call instead of an actual date? I mean, because of the pandemic, like they would be like, oh, let's like video call first to basically like see if we should then go on a date. Just double mask it, dude. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Put a double mask on, man. I don't want to see your I don't want to see your face on a on my phone. But okay, but the problem and I want to talk to you about this too because New York is pretty big and spread out is like the whole distance factor is like it, a lot of times I'm matching with people that might be like a 45 minute plus drive from my house. So for them and myself included, do we really want to one risk like meeting up with someone that we don't know and like is it going to really mesh well? with the added dynamics of COVID on top of making like a two hour round trip, maybe more drive because of traffic. So wait, are you guys like 45 minutes away from each other? Is that what's happening? Like, like potentially in this example? Potentially because of traffic, but like mileage wise, it could be like 20 miles, like not that far. So why, why not? And I'm just floating this out here. You could just shoot me down here, Ashley. I could be completely in the wrong. Why not just meet in the middle? We could, but then that's not convenient for either of us. Good. <laughs> Good. Fuck convenience. No. We're in the no. pandemic. Convenience has, has lost its meaning. There is no I, more convenience. I know, but then we have to like find a place based on yeah. the different... I know, but based on the different highways and then like a city and then neither of us know like oh a good God. place to go. It's so complicated. It is complicated. Exactly. Jeez, I don't want to deal fuck? with it. the fuck? This is like, I feel like you guys are trying to crack a theory or some shit in chemistry. I think we figured out a, another element, George. It's like, no, it should not be that complicated. Like there has to be an application out there somewhere where it helps you meet or it helps you find restaurants in between the two locations. That's, that, that's got to be an app. You know, meet in the middle, right? That should be the name of the app, meet in the middle. And it just it gives you all the restaurants and whatever that people have actually rated like on Yelp, like, oh, really, really great for a, you know, a middle, a middle ground or something. I have, I have never heard of someone going on a date in LA and meeting in the middle. <laughs> never. We just invented it right now. We invented it, Ashley. Maybe, maybe what we're doing right now on, on this podcast on your podcast is we're saving dating in California. In in LA only. I'm sure other places in LA. do it. Right, in LA. Maybe that this is this is what this is. This is this is the the meet in the middle movement. Okay. Isn't that like a song? Why don't you just meet me in the middle? Right? Right? That's what she was talking about. She's like, dude, I don't want to go out 45 minutes away and or you come to me. That's weird. Meet me in the middle. So we don't feel like we owe anything each other. Right? Yep, that sounds <laughs> You're great. looking at me like I'm crazy, Ashley. I feel like I'm making some sense here. 
Hey, listeners listening, can you please like message Ashley and let us know if I'm making any sense or do I sound like an insane New Yorker right now? I probably do. I'm not going to lie. I am a New Yorker after all, and we are all pretty insane. Yeah. I will look into that, but it's just, I think, I think we, I think I maybe we tried once and there was like nowhere to meet and he came here anyways. I don't know. Next time. If I'm ever asked out again. Yeah. Like, Hey, um, you just send the lyrics to that song. Meet, in the, meet me in the middle. He'll get it. Or okay. if he doesn't, he's just an idiot. And you just got rid of a moron from your life. Like, uh, <laughs> I think that's the thing. That should be a thing. You meet in the middle and it also, it's also a pretty good test, right? How does he react to that? Is he okay with compromise? Because if he's not okay with compromise, what is he also not willing to compromise about? Damn, I'm going to be like a new New York female, like weeding these people out with their decision making off the bat. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, like decision making is such a big deal. You know, you don't want to just go out with any random douchebag. You know, you got to pick the right douchebag that has at least the ability to make a good decision. Well, I normally weed them out just from how they message me in the first couple of messages and then stop responding. So, so like, all right. So like you ghost them. Is it really ghosting if you don't know them and it's on a dating app and it's like, they say, Hey, and I don't answer. If they just started with, Hey, and you never answered, you didn't ghost them. Okay. So there we go. Cause you never existed. <laughs> right. You have to exist to become a ghost. So, okay. Um, have you ever ghosted or is it okay in LA to ghost people after a few dates? It definitely happens, but um, a lot. But uh, my friend and I actually talked about this. It's, we don't think it's ever okay to ghost. Like you should at least give an explanation. But I find a lot of times like when you explain, they just don't listen and then they keep following up. And then at that point, I don't answer because I already told you my feelings about I'm not interested. So it gets to a point where I'm just not going to respond anymore. That's true. And again, another reference, the movie, he's just not that he's just not that into you, right? Sometimes that's just what it is. I mean, how many more fucking levels do we need to go beneath I don't think I'm attracted to you or I don't think you're that smart or I think you're an idiot or I think I can do way better. Like what, how much deeper do we need to go? I know. Those statements, you know what I mean? Like, can you just, and then like, can you just explain it to me in another way? Like maybe in, in like Mandarin, it's like, dude, fuck off. I know. I don't know Mandarin. I'm not Googling that shit for you. Google translate is not happening right now between us. It's over. You're right. So I get it. But then is it ghosting once you've broken up with someone or stopped or just given them your explanation, but they're still talking to you? They shouldn't still be talking to me if I, what do you mean? You explain to them, hey, I'm just not that into you. I think that you are a human being and you're doing human being things. And that's great. And I'm really happy that you're doing human being things. But this is not going to happen because my human being things and your human being things, they're just not, they're not working together. We can't do human being things together. Okay, bye. But then, like, this guy still keeps messaging you. Then I feel like my obligation to respond is done because I said what I had to say. And do you block them? Depends how bad, how like how well I knew them and how bad the messages get. I've had to block some people. Okay, I've had to block someone too, actually. Oh, oh, what's this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a couple months ago, maybe last month, 
pretty sure it was last month, I went out with a girl from not Hinge. It was like a, a Jewish dating app because I'm a Jew. Which one? J-Swipe? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. How do you know J-Swipe? I feel like it's not like widely known. I had a lot of or still have a lot of Jewish friends. It was, there was a big community in Philly and they all use it. Okay. I was going to say, what happened to your Jewish friends? I hope they're still with us. Yes, they Jeez, are. Jeez, <laughs> dude. Yeah. So by the way, are you drinking Coke? Like what are you drinking right now? It's iced coffee. Oh, uh, it's coffee? Okay. And I guess I don't drink coffee. So like when I see, you know, like a darkened beverage, I, I think I think Coke or Pepsi. Yeah. So uh, last month, this girl and I, we matched. And it was weird because we've matched like plenty of times before where I would say something and she wouldn't say anything. And then finally, I guess, after realizing most men suck on dating apps, she decided to give me a try, I guess. That's what it was. And so uh, we finally decided to meet up, which was fine, which is really cool because she lived near, near me. We didn't have the whole 45-minute thing. She literally lived like a couple blocks down from me, which is kind of wild because I'm not used to that. I'm not used to dating women who are in my vicinity. That's weird for me. Kind of also scary. But anyway, um, so I actually, I pick her up and we go to, where did we go? We, we went to like a Mediterranean spot. And it was like a nice Mediterranean spot, but the music was really, really loud. And the problem with that was that you can't really hear what the other person is saying. You can't gauge, you know, their ability to form sentences and use their mind. You know what I mean? You can't do that. It's very difficult when the music is loud. You can't gauge how crazy they are. So I couldn't gauge how crazy she was yet, but that's okay. You know what I mean? It's fine. It's first date. You don't need to gauge that. It's all about the... The, the physical, or am I attracted? Anyway, it's the end of the date, a little bit kissing, cool. And I employ the, and I am busy, but I employ the, I'm not going to text you yet until I have time thing, like a three day kind of thing. So it's day two of me not texting her. And she texts me, Hey, I'm actually not into this. I think that we're different. And then I texted her. That's so weird because I was going to message you tomorrow to set up a date where she replied oh wait never mind i thought you weren't into me and that's why i said i send you this text message red flag you're fucking insecure is what i'm thinking but anyway i was like okay cool fine we go on a second date but before we do that i tell her we're gonna go to a park and i'm gonna ask you a question ashley when a guy tells you that you're gonna go on a park how do you usually dress for a park what what, what are you wearing in your on your feet what are you wearing on your feet Oh, sneakers. Okay, great. And what are you wearing, um, like clothing wise? Well, what type of is it? Just, just like like a, a park. grass park. It's a park. It's um, literally a park. <laughs> I don't know. Either like a cute dress or like shorts and a, a nice tee. Okay, cool, great. So this girl came out wearing like a floral dress, which was really great, and. She wore like these nine inch heels to a park with like grass and dirt. Yeah, with like lipstick smeared on her teeth. <laughs> oh no. Did you tell her about the? Yeah, I did immediately. I'm like, you got lipstick all over your teeth. Please, please clean your teeth because I don't want to walk around with people thinking I abuse you. <laughs> like I said that. And she like didn't even laugh. I thought that was fucking hilarious. So I'm like, all right. So she also has a terrible sense of humor. I guess I missed that on the first day because the music was so loud. <laughs> oh, right? Right? So it's already like weird. Cause like I'm like, what the fuck is she wearing heels for? I don't say anything. I'm like, whatever. This is 
I'm just crazy. Women wear heels to a park. Ah, what do I know? Um, so anyway, the park that we go to, it's on a pier. And like the city, New York City, they just built like this weird park where, I don't know, it, they call it like Mushroom Island or whatever. It's a fucking park. It's really cool. But parking there is really difficult. Parking in the city is just difficult in general. But parking around here is especially difficult because, well, it's like a new park they built. And I, I didn't really know that it was going to be bad. But anyway, I found a spot, but it was kind of like a walk to this place. And what is she wearing? She's wearing fucking nine inch heels. So we're walking and she looks like she's about to die. <laughs> like it's so bad. It's so bad. And I ask a guy for directions to make sure we're going the right way. And she kind of flips a shit on me. She's like, why the fuck would you ask a random guy where we're going? Like for directions. To which I replied, excuse me? Like, what? What, what do you mean? Uh, I want to know where we're going. I want to make sure we're going the right way. She's like, well, if he was homeless, would you ask him for directions? I'm like, yeah, I would, because he probably lives here and he knows this area. I'd probably give him a tip afterwards, right? Ashley, like, am, I, am I crazy? I don't know. Oh uh, so God. we finally get there and, you know, it's beautiful. Like, it's fucking beautiful, which sucks because I'm realizing that the person that I'm with sucks. And, like, I, I wish I shared this really beautiful park with someone that was awesome. You know what I mean? I, like, just got it. But anyway... I get myself an ice cream. I offer her an ice cream. She's like, yeah, I absolutely want an ice cream, but I also want some food. So we get some food. She doesn't eat the food at all. (laughs) Doesn't take a bite and doesn't eat the ice cream at all. And then she looks at me. She's like, you know what? I decided I don't want the ice cream and I don't want the food. So like this is the city. So I spent maybe like 20 bucks on a fucking ice cream and like some food, whatever. Not a big deal, but this is like, dude, what? What are you doing? This is ridiculous. Have a little consideration for the working man here. I'm not like rich. <laughs> I'm like you're not in your Bugatti. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, so anyway, I don't know if this was her kind of lashing out on me, like you piece of shit. You know, I'm wearing heels or something. I mean, I don't know. But we start walking back to my car and she's suffering. Like, dude, she's wearing nine inch heels. She's suffering. So I tell her, hey. Why don't you take those heels off and I'll take my shoes off and we'll both walk barefoot to my car so you don't feel like you're, you know, that you're doing it yourself. To which she replied, excuse me, walk barefoot on the dirty ground? And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you look like you're about to start bleeding from your feet, man. This does not look, look at your feet. Your feet look terrible. Like they don't look like they're going to survive like ever. We need your feet to work for the long term of life. Like we, we need to focus on on tomorrow and the day after that and next year and the next decade. She's like, no, that's wrong. I'm like, Do you, I can carry you, carry you if you want. She's like, you can absolutely not carry me. I'm like, fucking hey, all right, fine. She's like, you know, this is not what I expected. I'm like, what did you expect? She's like, I expected that we go on a boat. What? How did she think of park and then put that to boat? What? Dude, I don't know. Like, that's what, that's, and I'm just looking at her like, and that's what I said. I'm like, boat? What What boat? What are you talking about? What fucking boat are you talking Like a boat? Like an actual boat? She's like, yeah. Like, I thought we were going to go on like a yacht. I'm like, a fucking yacht? In a park? I live in your neighborhood. You know how much money I make. <laughs> like, I'm not, big, I'm not bringing you a fucking yacht. I'm taking you to a... When I say park, it's literally a park. That's, li- that's exactly what I mean. Verbatim park. P-A-R-K. Park. And she's just pissed. 
uh, we finally, I thank, thank the Lord, no traffic. I get her home and I'm done. Like, I'm not about to text her at all. I'm done. Like, I'm going to, you know what I mean? But then I say to myself, you know what? She's a Jewish girl. She loves my neighborhood. I'll text her in a couple of days. I mean, I'll give it another shot because I'm an idiot. Oh my God. Because yeah, I'm an idiot. So two days later, <laughs> two days later, after me not texting her, she messages me again. She's like, hey, you know what? I thought about it. And I, I don't think we're good for each other. I think this is a bad idea. I think, I think, no, I don't want this. I don't want this at all. And I just write, yeah, I agree. Um, I, hope you, I hope you find someone that's like, you know, your speed. And I find someone that's my speed. Thank you for the dates. Have a wonderful life. And then she responds, um, yeah. And I also like, I'm looking for someone that like is attractive what yeah and i'm not kidding i will i will send you these fucking messages she then and, and she said so she says that to which i reply you know i hope you find someone attractive soon because i'm not i'm not going to be in the petty game i'm not going to get angry whatever i'm laughing i'm just finding the humor in this shit right so like that's what i'm saying to this girl and then she texts me back like i'm sorry that i offended you but I'm a young woman and I'm still trying to figure out life. And I'm, you know, all the like the fucking telenovela bullshit. I don't know. I don't care. At this point, I'm done. I'm not texting her anymore. Four hours passes, Ashley. Four hours passes. She texts me again. She says, you see, I knew that this was the right decision. You're a, you're a passive aggressive. You're a bad person. You're, you're negative And, you, you know, you're full of drama. Like, Ashley, like, what the fuck? So I block her because I'm, I'm scared now. <laughs> I'm scared. And then she like, she texted me because she, I don't know how she knew my birthday, but like my birthday was last month. And so like she texted me on another phone number. Hey, this is so-and-so. I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. That's like serial killer vibes. <laughs> and she lives in my neighborhood. Does she know where you live? She knew my birthday. She probably knows where <laughs> I live. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. So like, I don't know. Uh, I deleted JSWAP after that. I was like, I think I'm done with that. I think I'm good. I think I'm you gonna go multicultural here. I think I'm fine with not just Jewish. I think I'm good with you know every religion. I don't just be normal. I'm just looking for normal now. Oh my god. Yeah. What do you have to say? What do you have to say, Ashley? That is something else. Like. Just all the assumptions, and then she was like coming at you. Yep. When she was the one being a brat, and then the fact that she got she was messaging you on another number, like it's like if she like found like a burner phone. That's crazy. It's crazy, and it's unexpected. I didn't expect that ever, and um, you know, it was it was just it's just a weird thing, man. It's a weird thing, and it's hard to uh, figure out. I think. It's hard to figure out dating apps after that. For me, I'm realizing more and more after some of my weird interactions on, on Hinge and all these dating apps, I'm realizing more and more that these apps shelter a lot of insecurity. Lots of people on these apps are just flat out not comfortable with who they are as people. And so they are looking for the worst in every single person that they speak to. And so like this girl just went straight to you know, I'm not into you after the first date when I didn't message her back where she could have just said, Hey, I had a great time. You know, let's do it again. And I'd be like, yeah, cool. Def definitely. You know what I mean? She didn't do that. She basically went for the, 
I'm done. You know what I mean? Let me break up with this guy first before he does it so I can have my ego still be up to a certain level. I don't want him doing that to me. I'm going to do this first. And that's, for me, that was sad. I felt bad for her. And I feel bad for a lot of people who kind of deal with that, that insecurity. So that's what I got out of it. It's just, it's just like uh, trying to figure out how to filter out the insecurity because I'm not, I'm not looking for people who are insecure in themselves. And I, th- I think like 99% of the people on these apps are insecure. Is that a New York thing? Because I've never, like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people insecure to your point, especially with filters and all of that. And it's easy to hide behind a screen. And like, there's a lot of like professional photos and catfishing. And sometimes you meet people and they don't exactly look how you were expecting. I feel like normally if you don't hear from someone, like at least me personally and my friends, like if we, if we do want to either we ignore it and we chalk it up to, okay, they don't want to see me or i follow up and say, Hey, I had a good time. Like exactly what you said. Like, I want to see you again. So is that like what you're seeing a lot in New York from like an insecurity thing? I don't know if it's a New York thing. It could be a New York thing. I live in New York. Um, so I think a lot of it is insecurity. And also a lot of it is like, I have a guy friend who like, he does this all the time. He'll basically talk to a girl who he's attracted to on these apps and he'll ask her out or he'll get her phone number and then he just never calls her or he never follows up with a date. And then I, I try to figure out like, what, what is the thinking here? Why are you doing this? And he's like, well, like they'll meet me and it's just not going to go anywhere. Like, I don't think I have anything to offer to these women. So like, there's just no point. I'm just ending it before it could begin. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I am. And he's not an ugly guy. (laughs) He's not an ugly guy at all. He's actually like an attractive dude. So I'm thinking, if this is happening to my friend who's attractive, you know, like he, I'm a man, I'll say that right now, he's fucking attractive, he's a good looking dude. If it's happening to this dude, I'm wondering how, how often this happens to other dudes as, as well, who probably don't message girls, who want to actually give it a try, and how women do the same thing. Is it because maybe they weren't that into you? Or is it because maybe they just don't have that belief in themselves that they're going to take it somewhere that's that's probably where they want it to be, like a positive future mindset. So it's funny you say that because I feel like all a lot of times, like I do have guys that will get my number at, and my friends too, like in, in many cities, like out at bars. And it's the same thing. I'm like, I get their number and I never hear from them again. And I, it's just like an expectation now. Like I'm like, I don't expect to hear from guys that get my number at bars. Um, and a lot of times too, like guys, sometimes they'll approach me at bars and they're just like super awkward about it. But I think sometimes it's like, it is like an insecurity thing and I like don't know why. Um, So I'm wondering now if like that's like part of the, of why I'm like not hearing from these people again. I, I think it's a fail first mentality. It's a fixed mindset. They don't, they haven't had a lot of success in their dating life in the past. And so they think that's the rule, that it's not the exception. Like, yeah, look, you're going to get rejected. You're, it's going to happen. But to think that you're going to get rejected by women that you're attracted to and not women in general is a mistake. You're going to get attracted by everybody. And you're also going to get attracted in career. You know what I mean? Like I, in the beginning of the year, was looking for a job and I must have applied to like 340 locations. And I've received rejections from over 300 locations. But that's okay. That's okay. Because where I work now is awesome. 
and you know I'm going to be looking for a job again soon, and I'm prepared for that as well because I know it has nothing to do with me. It just it's we're not a fit, and that's okay, dude. And I'm talking to like literally everybody out there right now. Just because you're getting rejected, it doesn't mean that you're not enough. It's just that you haven't found that person that uh, just fits with you know your level of weirdness, your level of strangeness, just your level of whatever the fuck you are. And that's okay. Like, that's fine. There's so many people. You'll find somebody to love or to bang. It's going to happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. You just, but don't go in with this fucking failure mindset, this fixed mindset that I can't, I can't do it because of what happened in the past. Your past does not have to dictate your future or your present. It doesn't have to. That's very true. We live in a very insecure um, society that's very focused on just like looks and it's very like uh, surface level. So people, I think, need to try to remember that there's more than that, especially in certain places. And you're not for everyone and not everyone's for you. And I've learned that. It's kind of why I hate these pickup artists where they're like, well, I could pick up any girl. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. No, no, uh, you can't. It's not the way it works, like at all. And even if it does work, it is so short term. It is super short term, and it's not going to last. And instant gratification, as most people know, is fleeting, completely fleeting. And it's, it's not rich of that flavor of life that you're looking for. So I, I don't like that at all. I think you should, look, I think what you should do, whoever's listening that needs to hear this shit is really focus on yourself, becoming a better you. You know what I mean? Focus on whatever makes you happy, get great at it. And I think that's really all people should do really in their lives. And then you'll find someone eventually. But you should just focus on becoming the best version of whoever the fuck you're trying to be. And the rest will kind of roll out I mean, you kind of even alluded to it in the beginning with like those New York girls asking those questions, like that's what they're attracted to, the people that did quote follow their dreams and like, you know, exactly. lead to the end. So but like that's my problem. You know, my problem is if you're looking for people who are trying to achieve their dreams, what are you doing? Are you trying to achieve your dreams or are you trying to get those people who are achieving their dreams rub off on, you know, rub off and give that magic to you? Because that's not going to happen. You know, people always say, "Oh, Put yourself in a position where you're around people that you want to be like. It's like, I get that. You want, to, you want to be in the right mindset. The same exact time, though, you have people that leech off of those people. They leech off of that energy. And they don't try to have like the self-sustaining energy within themselves where they can kind of be all that they need to be and achieve their own dreams. They're, they're kind of like, you know, piggybacking off of the, the successful people in their lives. And I think that's fucking depressing because eventually those successful people leave. They will leave you because they start to assess. They have introspection. They assess who are the leeches in their lives and they cut them out. They cut them out because that's the natural progression of life. You don't want to be around people or things or situations that are just fucking downers. No one wants a downer in your life. That's true. I feel like the people listening right now are going to totally hate me <laughs> on your podcast. I'm like, fuck this dude. He doesn't know shit. You're probably right. I don't know anything. 
No, I mean, if they hate you, it's maybe because you're saying some hard truths. Like it's, it's true. Like I definitely have gotten to a point where I'm starting in my twenties. Like I would go out and like party a lot. Like, and I worked in the day, I worked my nine to five and then I would go drink pretty much. And then I, you know, I hit like my late twenties, thirties. And I was like, I'm kind of sick of this life. I'm kind of sick of going through motions at work and then just drinking. And that's it. Like, you know, I want something more than that. And I'm starting to like give up on like give up some of that those things of like just drinking alcohol all the time and like doing stuff like this like podcasts and like trying to do other things and like I'm trying to associate myself more with people like that versus other people that are blacking out every weekend at like 40 years old like you know and like if that's what you want to do that's fine and like they're going to find people like that but then there's other people that maybe are different and want to do other things so you see, I love that. Like the first step was what is was just realizing the life that you were living wasn't the life that you want. Right. And, and, and admitting that is so difficult. It's so hard. I mean, I was there. I feel like I kind of had a reawakening in my mid 20s, like mid to late 20s. That's kind of when I started doing all the things that I've wanted to do and, uh, and really being there for myself, like really being present for me other than being present for other people and just being this weird thing that I wasn't. So yeah, like to admit to yourself, like, this is not what I want. This is not where I want to be. That's so difficult. And then you start laying out, you know, your goals. Like, well, what do I want? Yeah. What do I want? Like, that's also really hard to figure out, right? Right. And sometimes too, like, I'm so busy now, like working on what I, what the life I want that like, and I think I've said this before, but I can't devote the time to like actively date. Like I don't have time to be sifting through hinge and like texting and messaging people and like responding to, Hey, like, (laughs) or like looking at profiles that I literally saw one last night that said, um, message me if you like going on yacht parties. Like, I don't give a fuck about a yacht, yacht potty, parties, party. Yeah. Mm. You know, <laughs> I know. That perfect girl, for you, that, that, girl, girl. That, I dated. that girl she should, I should connect to her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't, but like if someone at the same vein though, if someone walks into my life and I happen to meet them through happenstance, like whatever medium it is, and we really connect, I also am not going to necessarily be like, well, I can't hang out with you because I'm busy doing X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, so that's the point I'm at. Like other people, like I have other friends that they're actively going on dates like every single day because that's what, what they want. So yeah, again, if that's like a goal that you made for yourself that you want to go on like five dates a week, that's cool. You know, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. If that's your goal, then you work towards your goal and you're achieving it. Fuck, that's awesome. I think that's wonderful. But you're right. Like once you start actually going after what you actually want in your life, you, you have actual goals that are smart. And you know what smart goals are, right? what the acronym yes, SMART yeah. stands for. Yeah, and that, by the way, that's the way to go. You want your goals to be specific, measurable, achievable slash attainable, relevant and time bound. That's the way you do it, baby. But once you have those goals and you actually go after those goals, what happens is you start realizing that you don't have the time to really date slash you know, hang out with people that aren't actually aligning to your goals. Yeah. And then that's when you find your, 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 uh, your people. That's when you find your tribe, when you're doing the shit you want. You don't find your people because of the people and you just want to be around the people. No, you find your people because of the goals that you set and those goals align to those people and their goals. And that's where synergy happens. That's where life happens, man. 
And it's fucking awesome when it happens too. So you're like, holy shit, I could have been doing this earlier. God damn it. Yeah. This is why they're so happy all the time. <laughs> Not because of the cocaine. It's like they're, you know, it's like, oh shit, I love it. I could have, all right, awesome. I'm, I'm doing it. And that's beautiful. That's living. Okay. Well, I think that's all the time we have this week. Thank you, Jack Moody, <laughs> for joining me. Um, do you want to talk a little bit quickly about the Neighbors Upstairs podcast? Yeah, sure. So uh, thank you, Ashley, for having me on your podcast. This has been a most fun experience, for sure. And uh, I hope that everyone listening out there, look, if I've offended you in any way, I don't apologize. If you have a problem with what I said, you probably have a problem with yourself. That's just the honest goddamn truth. So you need to figure out what's going on because it's just words, just words, you know, just wor- if it doesn't apply to you, it's, it's fiction. Pretend it was just fiction that you listen to. And it's like a bad story. You know, it's a bad story. But yeah, guys, uh, I have a podcast called The Neighbors Upstairs. If you like listening to my mumbo jumbo, mumbo jumbo that I've shared on this, on this podcast, I think you'll really enjoy my podcast. It's literally about everything and anything. We talk about current events, uh, sometimes sports, uh, sometimes dating, whatever. And I also have guests on, such as Ashley, which she'll hopefully be on soon. But yeah, if, you've had, if you have enjoyed it at all, the Neighbors Upstairs can be found on any directory that exists. Ashley, thank you so much. Yes, thanks again. See everyone next week. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Allie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at SwipeySwipeWest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.